0: Hello, I'm Thomas Grillis. I'm Will Leggeter. And today we continue our fortnight celebration of William Goldman. Uh, We've unintentionally put back-to-back his two Oscar wins. Uh, His second Oscar uh, for screenplay was for adapted screenplay uh, for All the President's Men.
1: one to unit one. Hold it, you mother! Hold it! Police! There's been a break in the Democratic headquarters, and they were bugging the place. Woodward, Bernstein, uh, you're both on the story, now don't f*** up. Redford. I'm Bob Woodward of the Washington Post. Mr. Markham, are you here in connection with the Watergate Burglary? I'm not here. Hoffman. Hi, uh, this is Carl Bernstein of the Washington Post, and I was just wondering if you can remember...
0: All the president's men. <clears throat> uh, we'll get to this in the uh, Oscar uh, travesty category or, or whatever we want to call it, uh, segment. Uh, but this is an absolutely stacked year for the Oscars, uh, 76. It's always one I go to when it comes to... Um, it's actually always the one I go to for travesty. Uh, uh-huh. Whenever anybody says that Rocky is grey, I go, yeah, but is it as good as network, all the president's men, taxi driver, and um, my, my, and uh, network. Did I say network? You did.
1: The story of the two young reporters who cracked the Watergate conspiracy. White House. Howard Hunt, please. He might be Mr. Colson's office. Who's Charles Colson? Did you know uh, Howard Hunt? Well, the White House said he was doing some investigative work.
0: What do you say? they stumbled into leads. Certainly, it comes as no surprise to you that Howard was with the
1: CIA. No, no
0: surprise at all. They tripped over clues.
1: We'd like to see all the material requests about the White House. All White House transactions are confidential. This whole thing is a cover-up. It's right on our nose. And piece by piece, they solve the greatest detective story in American history. There is no way the White House can control the investigation. I, I don't want to say anymore, OK? You've been threatened if you tell the truth. Is there a cover up? Don't you understand what you're on to? Mitchell knew? Of course, Mitchell knew. Woodward? Bernstein! Get in here! At times it looked as if it might cost them their jobs. You guys are about to write a story that says the former attorney general, the highest
0: ranking law enforcement officer in this country, is a crook. I can't remember what the fifth nomination is for. Oh, is it all the president all the president's men? Maybe. No, it, it is. I just didn't oh, say it's okay. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, uh, we'll, we'll get to that in Oscar Dramasty. Their reputations.
1: Why is the Post trying to do it? I don't know. Perhaps even their lives.
0: Uh, This is the tale of, uh, the true tale, of uh,
2: Woodward and Bernstein, Bob Woodward, Um, Calvert, oh go on. I believe, this is this our second Watergate film we've done? Because if you you want to, if you want to kind of, well it it depends if you want to do um, postcards from the end. How is that a Watergate oh, that. film? Oh, wait. is it Heartburn? Is it Heartburn? Carl Bern-
0: Are you talking about Carl Bernstein? Yeah. Yes, this is technically our second Carl Bernstein film. <laughs> uh, yes, no, Carl Bernstein uh, was married to Nora Ephron, and uh, they. She. he was a cheating dog, and uh, Nora Ephron wrote a wonderful book about it, and then she wrote a wonderful... Uh, Screenplay about it, and they made it into a film with Meryl Streep and Jack Nicholson. Go watch the episode and go watch the film, it's great. But this is the and he's not technically Carl Bernstein, he's uh, Mark Foreman, but he is Carl Bernstein. Uh, but uh, this is um, yes, technically our second uh Carl Bernstein film. Uh, the the uh. They never made a third. <clears throat> there should have been an a unintentional, uh, unofficial trilogy of Carl Bernstein films. Um, but here we are. We are here with all the President's Men, the story of Bob Woodward, Carl Bernstein, as they unravel the conspiracy mm. surrounding the Watergate bugging uh, fiasco, really, uh, as they slowly figure out that it goes
2: all the way to the top
0: shall and, we
2: yeah should we just clarify what watergate was because i'm still i still don't i mean i know it's a hotel and i know that it should be really called watergate um but other than that well, no, no, no really no 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 it shouldn't be really called watergate gate the- it, it should
0: be called watergate and everything after this point people people don 't realize that, so the term now is you know watergate, and then it was bike gate. they just add gate to the end of something yeah people don 't realize it it was the Watergate hotel it wasn 't the water Hotel, and they added <laughs> gate as some sort of thing yeah, but
2: so it shouldn 't actually what? be watergate gate will watergate what would is they fine. call it what would they call it when there 's a massive scandal relating to water what would you call it Watergate i mean <laughs> I'd, and people would
0: go, ah, I thought we were done with Watergate. And they go, no, I knew Watergate. Um, I don't know. They'd have to call it like the plumbing gate. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, okay. So basically, uh, knock a door run history. Nixon uh, basically gave the go ahead uh, for many of his higher up officials to lead a gigantic web of covert operations, spying, bugging people all over the country. And it came to a head when there was a specific attempt to bug the Democratic headquarters at the Watergate Hotel um, so that they could get information for future Uh, presidencies and all that. He was a surveillance nut, basically. I mean, J. Edgar Hoover, it's it's an odd one, because J. Edgar Hoover, 20 years earlier, not praised for it, but he was acknowledged for it, and he got his head in it. Um, But it led to Nixon's not firing, not impeachment resignation. People sometimes forget that Nixon wasn't impeached. Mm. He resigned. He resigned I resigned
2: before he could be impeached um, <laughs> i was doing a from? i was doing a quiz the other day um yes. and the question was who was what it was 73 yes yeah, 70 uh yeah. yes 72 um, whatever anyway right anyway uh, and the question was it was like a riddle sort of round and the question was so you you knew it wasn't the right answer you had to think outside the box and the question was it was, what was the president called in 1972 or whatever? And I'm like, ah, oh, okay. They're going to make you think it's Nixon, but actually it's... Um, Lyndon B. Johnson. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Oh. The, an- the answer was Donald Trump. And it frustrated me because the president, he was, Donald Trump is the president and he was still called Donald Trump back in 1970. Um Oh, that's oh a bloody it's, shit! It's, it's, I thought I deserved at least a a bonus point for thinking outside the box. But no, well, how did you um, think outside yeah. the box? You just answered the question, didn't you? Yeah, but I thought I'd address the trick because people would have put Nixon rather than uh, the vice who it was um, Nixon in seventy two. Well, the year that he wasn't. What when he went? When he resi-
0: when he resigned, yeah, that was only near the end. All right, <laughs> alas. So, are you
2: any other questions, Will, on the Watergate scandal? Um, no. I think that's that's something I just wanted, because obviously it was. Um, it, it's it's just understanding how how big of a deal it was back then. I was there a scandal like this beforehand that was that big, that, like, with the president involved.
0: There was Chappaquiddick, but that wasn't the president. Uh, that was a big cover-up uh, when um, Kennedy, uh, not John F., uh, was found, drove off a bridge with a poor woman inside. and That was another thing that the uh, Nixon administration heavily investigated. They <laughs> wanted lots of dirt and Chappaquiddick. And Chappaquiddick's just a fun thing to say. Uh, they made a bad movie about Jeff critic actually the other few years back I wish it was oh. better um, yeah no I mean you could not to get too political but you could very much argue that stuff like this has been happening in the current administration they're just and, and you know the worst part is, is that pe- there are Woodward and Bernsteins and people know that yeah. there is stuff happening just ignoring it well not ignoring it but getting around it and it's a scary world we live in. It's a very scary world. It is, and just when you think everything's well—not fine, but not getting worse—something worse happens. It's great stuff. <laughs> uh, YouTube comments. The unofficial sequel to the post.
2: Let's right. Twenty seconds for the post. Let's talk Shit. about it. Shit film. Terrible film. Yep. Bad film, Very boring. Good. Yeah. Don't know why it got nominated for Best Picture. Disappointing to say it had Tom and Marilyn. And Spielberg behind the Yeah. D- yeah. Uh, it was just it was just bad. Uh it, de- really certainly bad
0: was, it certainly wasn't spotlight. We both love Spotlight. No. Um Spotlight is is n- just shy of being as rewatchable as all the Presidents men. It's just got it's just about it's a more difficult thing it's, it's, to, it, to, it, to rewatch. So yeah. Oh, so all the fun, because uh, I will say it's fun, all the fun, you know, figuring it all out and all the, yeah. you know, the big newspaper stuff and doing all the notes. But then you have to have lots of different, lots of monologues from yeah. victims. And you're sort of, oh, yeah, this is, this is terrible. I mean, you never forget it's terrible, but it's less fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then somebody's commented, oh, the unofficial prequel to All the President's Men. Ooh, exciting. The greatest detective story in American history. What a tagline.
2: What Has thing? this person not
0: seen <laughs> Columbo? In American history, well, Was he not real, Columbo? No, he wasn't. Uh, this is from President Redford. I'm President Redford
2: and I approve of this trailer. And yes, the picture is Robert Redford, so. Ask the president, or is it just, have they not gone to that much effort? No, I mean, how could you make him look like the president? You'd, I'd suppose you put him behind the, the Oval Office desk, or... mm. But it's only a YouTube thumbnail.
0: It is. I remember hearing that when some film promoters were told about the premise of All the President's Men, they dismissed it by claiming, we already know what happened, what's the point of having it as a movie? Fortunately, and it, it was made. And unlike most detective stories,
2: this isn't a who done it; it's a how done it. You could apply the same logic to Titanic. Like, we already know what happens. What's the point in watching it? Which is what I say every time someone puts it on. Not exactly, because we don't know. Yeah, what happens with Jack and Rose? All we know is that the ship sinks.
0: We do know everything about Woodward and Bernstein and the uh, Nixon confidence is the key word you're goddamn right Robert (laughs) Redford so smooth in this film so handsome so charming so we 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 failed to mention in the Butch Cassidy uh, episode that for me that is just the purest distillation of charisma in for two two performances ever Newman and Redford in that and and even even Redford and Hoffman in this, you know, it, it, just mm-hmm. Hoffman as Bernstein is a bit more, a bit more dirty, a bit more. Oh, I yeah. will not say filthy, but, but a bit more down and dirty when he's with his tactics and stuff, and he's he's obviously Justin Hoffman, so he's a bit shorter and a bit more scraggy. Um, and then you've got tall, blonde, wonderful Redford. Um, and the funny thing is, of course, when it comes to the graduate, was that uh, in the book. Benjamin Braddock is described as a Robert Redford type, and so Robert Redford really wanted the role, and he was friends with Mike Nichols, and he said, and Mike Nichols famously said to him, "Well, have you ever struck out with a woman?" And Robert Redford's response was, "What do you mean?" Uh, And so he went with Dustin Hoffman instead. And now we uh, get them both on the same film. They still use typewriters.
2: Still use a typewriter. <laughs> yeah,
0: typewriters are wonderful. Yeah. Uh, if if yeah, if I had a type if I had enough desk space, I'm, I struggle to have enough desk space, so I always have my uh, record player plugged in. Yeah. I want. I, I would like to get a typewriter again for letters, not for screenplays or or, yeah. or or books or anything. No, it's just, it's just a in, editing it's just is in, a faff. It's just impractical. But letters, I would I would mm, greatly enjoy. It's a
2: nice little personal <laughs> touch. I um. I wrote the, the headers for all of my sketchbook pages when I did A-level arts in typewriter font. And it just made it look a bit more creative. Mm.
0: I'm
2: sure it did. Will, what's your favourite 10-minute stretch? My favourite 10-minute stretch? I've got three contenders. Um, under the car park, going into typewriter. Is it, it is a car park, isn't it? It is a car park, yes. I've, Where it it looked, yeah, the layout looks a lot like their actual office. But just dark. Like an empty office. You think which, they reused the set. They did. <laughs> Get the desks
0: um, out. We're shooting another deep throat scene.
2: No, that that's a great scene. I love that. Which and one's it's your favourite? Con- the first meeting. The the warning. The warning. Um I think it it's a those those moments are complete contrast to uh, which I've got here in my notes. Um the sort of the the fast pace of the, the movie, the claustrophobicness, kind of like Uncut Gems, mm. that's what I can compare it to. It's, you've always got the background noise of phones ringing or the typewriters, everyone's in a mad sort of rush and there's always action and mm. you, you feel your neck tightening and then you've got the payoff of those dark moments when there's like a sudden threat. Which needs to be addressed. There's
0: a slightly corny line in some of the behind the scenes featurettes, but uh, it, it's true. And the guy goes, um, It's the sort of plot device that, if it was in a detective novel, you wouldn't believe it, but it's the finest plot device in any screenplay ever. And it's true. If this, you know, if we didn't, if, if this was, this feels like the sort of thing that would be added to it to make it more movie like. Yeah. Um, but it's not. This is genuinely what happened. We'll talk talk about Mark Felt later, uh, because we, of course, now do know who Deep Throat was. (laughs) Which was, Um, we never had this mystery, really, because, you know, we were alive uh, by the time that Mark... Well, uh, we were conscious... Well, you're conscious before you...
2: Whatever. Anyway, uh, as you were. I've got the opening. Ten minutes. I... I mean, I, I've cheated again and kind of put it into 10 minutes because it's, it's a bit longer than a minute. Well, um, but I love that the, the June with the typewriter closed mm. shot and then you've got the perfect amount of context with Nixon. I, I love it. I love it. Um, the break-in then... is ex- expertly
0: directed. Yeah. Um, every little single shot builds it up. Just the gene, the, it, 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 you're so tense already. It's it's like the iceberg scene. You yep. know what's gonna happen. You know <laughs> the ship's gonna hit the iceberg, but you still, oh, they're gonna miss. I, I mean, yep. you're hoping that the police do get them this time, but just that brilliant mounting of tension of uh, the the top walkie-talkie ringing out, so they have to
2: turn it off, and then, yep. hello, anybody there, anybody there? And then, Wonderful stuff. Um, and then for my last contender, I've got the last 10 minutes. That slow zoom into the TV. Um, that's that's fantastic. That's very it's good. It's majestic. It's majestic. Uh, I have,
0: it's a cheat, it's six and a half minutes. Uh, but the long take into Redford, uh, where it just holds, and it's the talking with Dolberg, then McGregor,
1: Uh, were there any other checks, sir, that you sir, might that, be aware that, of? They could have come. Uh, that, that's, that's all I, I had to say. Mr. McGregor. Mr. Dahlberg. I'm sorry. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah,
2: sure. Bernstein. I think
0: I got a lead on dog. Uh, I just, for,
1: I got it. What? I just talked to him. I just hung up from him. And Bernstein, listen, it goes all the way to Stans. What are you talking about? It goes all the way to Stans. He gave the check to Stans for the committee to reelect. Did he say that?
0: He said it. I've got it on my notes. Jesus. It's down <laughs> on record, Bernstein. And that money winds up in the back car of a Watergate burger? Yes. Fantastic. I'm coming home the great flub at the end, uh, which was a real genuine flub uh, that, they have, that they kept in because he was doing six and a half minute takes. And so uh, Mr. Dolberg, I, I mean, uh, McGregor, they kept it in and it's so pitch It's perfect. great, isn't it? And the incredible, you know, stranger than fiction, it must be true of the Dolberg. I've had a terrible ordeal. My wife's, uh, my neighbor's wife's been kidnapped. You know, th- these strange little, true details like later on with the whole Canuck letter situation and I've got a wife, a kid and a dog and a cat and the repetition of that when he then says that again to Ben Bradley yeah. it's a really, really expertly made uh screenplay and film Um I also have the final, from the final deep throat, you know, you're in danger to the blasting of classical music and the typing bugging and stands, um, sorry, Sloane, admitting that he was going to uh, impeach, he was going to indict Haldeman, but nobody asked him about Haldeman. I, I, it's these ingenious little moments in history that are solidified and uh, put beautifully into the best scene in the film on the uh, front porch at Ben Bradley's house with. Mm-hmm one of the greatest speeches of all time in movie history, um, which I will recite. Oh, sure you will perform. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, uh, the Dawes sequence, uh, not the band, the, so the slow sequence, I mean, it's sort of repeated throughout it. You could yeah. call it a motif, but the specific 10 minutes early on with the anxious woman who's about to cry, yeah. Um, and all the people in between of doors shutting after door shutting and that wonderful and little comic uh, part where they get the wrong Miss Abbott mm. and um, oh I think oh I think it goes higher than what you even are thinking and then um, I just think it's a t- it's a wonderful thing what you boys are doing and uh, how long have you worked for the committee to re-elect?
2: I work at Garfinkel's <laughs> Marvellous stuff. And what's also great about that scene is it happens at night, some, mm. some, when you, I've never noticed it, but like the time of day can really make a difference. Pathetic when you, when you fallacy will, which is a
0: literary and filmic term where the uh, weather sets the mood. Pathetic fallacy.
2: It's like we're, we're all car adverts have rain to make them more sexy. Mm. Is that true? I see a lot of car adverts where they're just driving through
0: the desert and it's sunny. Ooh. Well, you're watching the wrong car adverts. <laughs> I'm sure you are. not. I'm trying <laughs> to seek them out. And the uh, canuck letter back and forth with Sally Aiken. Mm. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to publish that you are in Sally Aiken's apartment. We need a confirmation. it's Just wonderful, you know, Sally Aiken, Red Redford slash Woodward, whatever is just done with this now. He needs to needs some solid hard facts. And he goes, Do you think he was saying that just to impress you to go to bed with you? Mm-hmm. And uh and then by the time and then I like that she gets involved and that you know she's you know she has the I don't have the taste of the juggler that you guys have. But then she gets with them and, and then she goes, guys are he's he's on the phone and go, well we were only a, we were only in my apartment. It was just a drink and ah, wonderful back and forth. And then they go to Bradley anytime, I don't know what it is I mean, don't want to be too crude. Uh, so I'll just say I get really excited. Any time they run through the newspaper office, I don't know what it is, I just get so pumped uh, when they run through the newspaper office. Any and run back and forth of Carl, Rob, Bob, Bob, Bradley, get Bradley, uh, running through, running through, it's excellent. And the fact that we see it every time as well, that uh, Alan, the wonderful director, Alan J. Pakula, never, never cuts away. We always see the long shot run. It's fantastic. And also, they're clearly just getting use out of that set. They remade the whole uh, Washington Post office.
2: Yes, which which uh, I shall get to. Mm. Yeah. Um, Tom's really specific favourite parts of the film. As you said,
0: the opening type. What a way to start a film. Mm. Five... To 10 seconds of just a white page, and you think that the film isn't working.
2: <laughs> and then uh, you talk about jump scares boom, boom, it, <laughs> typewriter, scares it the shit out of you. Almost reminiscent of sort of the Sherlock Holmes movie, uh, the second one. Mm. I quite like that. And I like that they had that ends with like the question mark. That's good. Mm. And then uh, the series of unfortunate events movie with again Jude Law at the typewriter. Oh, um,
0: yes, he was. Yes. What <laughs> about that? Uh,
2: uh, uh, of course,
0: they're reminiscent of this. Um, <laughs> not the other way around. <laughs> um, the initial court, I'm not here. Yeah. And from there, we know what's going to happen. We know what's going to happen. The rewriting scene, I should have technically put it in a single minute, but anyway, the rewriting scene, back and forth, and then Redford immediately, you know, no, yours is better. If you're going to hype it, hype it with the facts. I don't mind. I don't mind what you. Uh, sorry, I don't mind what you did. I mind how you did it, and that's 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 it. We, again, just like Butch, we know our characters immediately. The 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 economy, and beauty, and hilarity, and tense nature. Of Goldman's scripts is, is, is flawless. Uh the librarian. Yes, no, I believe that Hunt took a load of books out. And then no, I don't no, 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 I don't even really know a Mr. Hunt. Just all these little early moments in the first hour or so where we know that it's a big conspiracy because we've seen the film before, all we know about Watergate, but all these mm-hmm. little moments that at the time must have been hair raising of Oh wait, something's really happening here. We need to be careful of it. Ben Bradley pulling his pen out, and then the incredible Jason Robards. Let's talk about him now. Yeah, steals the film. Uh, one of my favourite performances again in Magnolia. Uh, one of my one of my all-time favourite films. A beautiful mosaic of uh, different stories and performances, and written and directed by the excellent Paul Thomas Anderson and scored by Amy Mann and John Bryan, just a, a, a terrific film. And the final scene with Tom Cruise, well, no, there is a very specific scene where Jason Robards has a long monologue about regret. Gets me every time, and, and, and as I can only, I'm 20, and that hits home for me. I can only imagine how painful that monologue is going to be to hear. <laughs> when I am 30, 40, I can't even imagine
2: it if if I get to Jason Robard's age. Go on. I'll do it for a speech when I come to your wedding. Um, The fucking regret. The regret. (laughs) The fucking regret. And I fucked around. I fucked around, but I
0: loved her. Oh, it's incredible. And that's another moment in, there's lots of little moments in Manoli where we just cut across from all the characters. And it's, oh, wow, just a, incredible film which we'll undoubtedly get to actually i'm saying undoubtedly i know i've just i've scheduled it (laughs) (laughs) so there we go
1: you haven't got it librarian and secretary say hunt looked at a book that's not good enough white house aide told me that hunt was investigating kennedy who was it who was it you want the name you mean no no how senior how high up I don't know titles. Show a special interest. You no, know, we said that the White House was investigating. Show a special interest, then. Jesus, sorry, stronger than that. We got a White House librarian who that the Hunt check out a whole lot of books. We got a Secretary in Colson's office and Hunting books. All right, that's yeah, Ben, that's a page one story. Stick it inside someplace. This is a goddamn important story. Get it, it, some harder information next time.
0: Um, any time that, what a way to introduce a character. Deep throat turning on his lighter. Mm. Flawless. I've got two little Ben Bradley snaps here. What sort of crazy fucking story is this? <laughs> about, talking about <laughs> first time I hit. What did you just say? Oh, Call him Deep Throat. He's on there. Uh, garage Freak. Fuck. Uh, it's great. And then another great Ben Bradley snap. God damn it, when is somebody going to go on this record on this fucking story? Because uh, by that time we're with him. We want somebody. We know why they can't go on the record because they might get killed. damn <laughs> I mean, we need some records on this story. Um, the paranoia really hitting home for Woodward when he run, 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 turn around. Music cuts. Because we're with him. And that terrifying scream of Bradley, Woodstein! Uh, when that first issue goes out and they don't have the facts and somebody miscontributed and, oh... It's terrifying, and it, it and you think, wait, is I mean, you know that that's not how the film's going to end. But for a minute, you go, wait a minute, is this how the film's going to end? Or was it all was it all pointless?
2: What's my general favourite part of the film? I've uh, I've not got many, uh, but I have uh, very proudly written. Look, I'm tired of your chicken shit games. Um, that's great, <laughs> um, and, and it's another snap moment. We are, yeah, yeah. we. We understand
0: again, we understand the danger that Deep Throat is in more yeah. than anybody, really. Um proved by the fact that by the time that Mark felt admitted to it, he was going to die. <laughs> you know, he was so not scared. is the wrong word. But scared for his life. No, scared hmm. is the right word. That but by the time you need yeah.
2: chicken shit games. I um I love sort of the the first time they bring up Deep Throat um and they're on about that uh, sort of the garage freak um and he's like and then there's that dramatic, I call him Deep Throat I love that um the
0: wonderful man balsam yes and a great uh, Twilight Zone episode about wax museum of murderers and uh, Ooh, 12 angry mm-hmm. men obviously he's excellent in wonderful stuff my boss and um, psycho
2: and then to finish it off with, I've got um, when he's in the court, uh, that initial court scene, um, and he, it, Starkey goes off and um, he goes to the next guy to the right and he's like, ah, Starkey, that's S T A. And I like how he spells it. It's a bit of comedy. And the mumbling of the CIA. Mm. I
0: used to work for the CIA. Sorry? <laughs> I used to work for the Central Intelligence. Sorry? Sorry? The CIA security oh (laughs) (laughs) drop the needle that and we've got a film americans the honorable chief justice will administer the oath of office to the president of the united states of america mr chief justice
1: Are you ready to take the Constitutional oath? If you will place your left hand on the Bible and raise your right hand. And please repeat after me, I, Richard Nixon, do solemnly swear. I, Richard Nixon, do solemnly swear. That I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States. That I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States. And will, to the best of my ability, and will, to the best of my ability, preserve,
0: protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Oscar Travesty! Uh, As previously alluded to, uh, Rocky won. Best Director and Best Picture. Rocky... (sighs) Come on. All the President's Men. Taxi Driver. Network. Dan for Glory less so. It's the worst Hal Ashby 70s movie. But, um... Uh, and that's and that oh, Hal Ashby's 70s run. Oh my god, Harold and Maude being there, shampoo, last detail coming home. What a bloody run that is! Uh, now, what do we think is the best picture
2: here? So, I think um, we agreed it's either all the Men network think, or taxi driver. I think it's the one of Peter Finch. Sorry. Uh, about best picture, uh, yes. And the best picture I can see is of uh, sorry, uh, ah, I, Peter, it, was, okay. it was wasted, it was wasted. Mm. Obviously, yeah. this coming out on Spotify will be an issue. There is a picture of Peter Finch, uh, to the right hand side of the screen that I can't uh, see because that's where you are. Can you? Oh, all right. Well, the picture of me, then even better. Mm. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think.
0: I think it might be All the Prisoners Men. I'm going to say All the... Uh, Network is my 20th favourite film of all time. I'm going to go All the Prisoners Men for Best Picture. I'm going to say Scorsese for Director, which he didn't even get a nomination for. She's, she's baffling, which we'll come to on the Taxi Driver episode, obviously. Because, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. No. So Jason Robart's won for Best Supporting Actor. I mean, I don't think either of us are annoyed with that. I think <laughs> both of us are... Rather happy about that. Albeit, um, no nomination for Redford or De Niro. Yeah. Now, I have to get Sat. rid of G- Giancarlo. Uh, oh, but we do love Giancarlo Gianni, Inspector Patsy from Hannibal, <laughs> <laughs> and the voice of the Joker. In uh, the nineteen eighty nine Batman, uh, in Spain.
2: Oh, really? Oh, very you know, good. They I it. think, and then I his think... son dubbed Heath Ledger. Oh, excellent! I think Mark Hamill does a very good job at voicing the animated ones. Yes, he does. Does the uh, the games as well? He's he's good. He's good as Mark. He's good, actor Mark Hamill.
0: Let's get rid of Giancarlo uh, Gianni. Who are we putting in Redford or Hoffman?
2: Oh, um, Redford.
0: Okay. Um, pardon me. Uh, Best Actress. We have a wonderful nomination for Jane Alexander for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, however, be is just straight. Wow. Incredible. We'll get to network. What a bloody performance. Uh, mm-hmm. currently, I believe she still holds the, uh, the, num- the award for shortest performance to win an Oscar. All right. Because really, she's just got one big scene.
2: Yeah, and oh, oh! But it, it's a it's a testament to act to acting, really, isn't it? Just to... mm, it is.
0: have you seen Network Well?
2: Yeah. I haven't. I haven't. It's great. It's my twentieth favorite
0: one. Uh, as we've talked about, obviously, uh, William Goldman did win his second Oscar, and I can see why. I mean, it's an excellent script, and I think he'd win against better scripts. But these are okay. Yes. Um. Then we can address the other categories and another time. Do, 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 do. Uh,
2: the Omen. That's a good score. It is a good score. Omen's a good film. We like yeah. The Omen.
0: No nomination for uh, Gordon Willis, again, for Best Cinematography. Mm. This is another Gordon Willis film. Uh, we've done Annie Hall. We've done The Graduate. And this is the man, really, who coloured this cinematography the uh, 70s really when it comes to film I mean when you talk about the 70s on film you talk about The Godfather you talk about Annie Hall you probably talk about one of th- those three nominations Taxi Driver or um, uh, The President's I think over the years people looked for different things in cinematography because you look here and you've got Logan's Run and you've got King Kong Network is beautifully shot, but I don't actually. I I wouldn't put it in the top five when it comes to cinematography. I think it's awards lying other categories. Um, Rocky, yeah, all right, give it, give it, film editing. Hey, though.
2: I'll give it film editing. Do you like Rocky, like Rocky? Will I'm not a bit. I've never been a big Rocky guy. I do. My I I I enjoy Rocky. Um, Rocky, which one's the one where he's chopping wood? Four, Rocky Four. That's a meme. Um. My dad gets a lot because he's called Adrian, so that's uh, mm. what people usually shout. People in. not
0: shout wall at him? No, because that would be Adrian. Oh, that um, was that that yeah that. Mm. I don't think you don't can do that one, some one again. Jokes anymore? Well, <laughs> you've had some absolute clunkers. Uh, try and redeem yourself. We'll talk about your favourite building, set
2: Yay. well, it, it's the it's the office. It's very, very good. It's um, I like it when they recreate real life, historical mm. scenes. Well, um, this comes
0: from, of course, the period uh, of time when people, Ben Bradley, obviously, was alive at the time. Yes, uh, And uh, we forget, of course, that there was a period where people didn't know whether this film was going to be some big, you know, lie. And yeah, you know, everything was gonna be yeah. Hollywoodized. If That's a word, I mean it's not, but anyway, Hollywoodized and uh turned into uh you know, a big Robert Redford fest Uh but Robert Redford wanted accuracy and he wanted uh the
2: yeah, no, the accuracy that that's so, up late like, him. that the film uh, yeah is it, is as we know. It just it it just gives it that added depth of realism doesn't it it's, mm. it must be fun to act it as well I should think
0: yes they used re- all the, they bought all the typewriters and they, uh, they, used, they took real trash from the uh, Washington Post office and filled the bins And uh, Ben Bradley, uh, sorry Jason Robards used to come in on days where he wasn't filming and sit in the office reading a book uh, just so that his presence in the background of shots, if they caught him, was always there. And <laughs> what a guy. What a guy, Jason Robinson. Um, best single minute. I'll, uh, I, I started this one. Okay. Right? Go for it. Uh, the three deep throat scenes, specifically the final cut the chicken shit, mm. and then you're in danger. You're you missing, you're focusing on Segretti. Well, no, that's the second one. You're focusing on Segretti, you're missing the overall. You can't think that that was just Segretti. Oh, it's incredible, the breaking that we talked about. The wonderful Jane Alexander scenes, uh, the two scenes specifically, uh, one on the, that, that, I could watch Jane Alexander barely nodding for hours on end. The restrain in her neck to when she's just nod and she barely she just barely nods but it's more than enough uh, and also the humor of that first scene where the sister keeps offering coffee and and, <laughs> and then the great payoff when he comes in and he's taking I'm a walking litter basket and he's pulling out notes from everywhere and you know I am writing notes on the matchbox and I, I, you know I was there for 6 hours while she's making the coffee and then, and then they're deliberating Okay, so no 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 you say um, who is P. No 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 we know P is Potter and then we see it in action and it works and Woodward what a genius the uh the whole receptionist double cross I've always enjoyed that where they uh yes. where Hoffman tricks the uh receptionist. Um you can very much tell it's Hoffman. I mean we're used to hearing just Hoffman's voice, but um uh pardon me. We're very used to hearing just Hoffman's voice, so we know that it's him. And maybe the receptionist didn't, just didn't notice at all. But uh, uh who knows? Um and when they go see Sloan again and they uh mm. congratulate him on his uh on, on the baby. Yes wonderful. <laughs> um okay, so
2: your single minute, pardon me, well. I've I've got that Initial court scene, um, I, I like that. I've got um, that, that close-up sort of bit where Edward's on the phone about the check and then he has to ring Dustin uh, back up. I love that, um, that sudden realisation. And then the scene where Dustin's on the phone is like, um, if you don't hang up after I count to 10, mm. I love that. That's great.
0: Non-denial-denial. That leads to a bit of a dilemma. Best line. Will, you gonna throw some out?
2: No. No? I- 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 I can do. I can do if you like. I've not written any down. I've- I'm on IMDB. You know the results of the latest Gallup poll?
0: Half the country never even heard of the word Watergate. Nobody gives a shit. You guys are probably pretty tired, right? Well, you should be. Go on home, get a nice hot bath, rest up, 15 minutes, then get your asses back in gear. We're under a lot of pressure here, you know? And you put us there. Nothing's riding on this except the uh, First Amendment from the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters, but if you guys fuck up again, I'm gonna get mad. Good night. And just like that, he wins an Oscar. And damn right he should. <laughs> Did you call the White House press office? I went over there. I talked to him. They said Hunt hadn't worked there for three months. Then a PR guy said this weird thing to me. He said, I'm convinced that neither Mr. Coulson nor anyone else at the White House had any knowledge or participation in the deplorable incident at the Democratic National Committee. Isn't that what you expect them to say? Absolutely. So I never asked them about Watergate. I simply asked what were Hunt's duties at the White House. They volunteered. He was innocent when nobody asked if he was guilty. Be careful how you write it. Lovely buttons. Uh, William Goldman has an excellent job at writing little buttons to scenes. Buttons are the hardest thing to do to a good scene, and they can butcher them. Uh, then we can use their names. No. God damn it! when is somebody gonna go on the record in this story? You guys are about to write a story. This is the former attorney general, the highest ranking law enforcement officer in the country is a crook. Just be sure you're right. Ooh. <clears throat> well, who is Charles Colson? The most powerful man in the United States is President Nixon. You've heard of him. Charles Coulson is special counsel to the president. There's a cartoon on his wall. The caption reads, when you've got them by the balls, their hearts and minds will follow. We know we're dealing with this, wonderful. Where's the goddamn story? The money's the key to whatever (coughs) this is. Says who, Deep Throat, who? Oh, that's Woodward's Garage Freak, his source in the executive department. Garage Freak, Jesus, what kind of crazy fucking story is this? (laughs) And uh, if you're gonna do it, do it right. If you're gonna hype it, hype it with the facts. I don't mind what you did, I mind the way you did it. Um, uh, yeah, Uh, and that's me. And also one of my favourite little things is, you know, uh, when they're on about Haldeman, and um, you did worse than that. You made people feel sorry for him. I didn't even know that, I didn't even know that you could. Uh, So you don't have any favourite lines, well? I don't from one of the finest screenplays
1: of all time. You let Haldeman slip away? Yes. You've done worse than let Haldeman slip away, get people feeling sorry for him. I didn't think that was possible. In a conspiracy like this, you build from the outer edges and you go step by step. If you shoot too high and miss, everybody feels more secure. You put the investigation back months. We know that. And if we're wrong, we're resigning. Were we wrong? You'll have to find that out, won't you? Listen, I'm tired of your chicken shit games. I don't want hints. I need to know what you know.
2: What's the change, Will? What's the change that dirty president should have shouldn't have interfered with the Watergate?
1: Mm.
2: True. Uh, this is a change not for me.
0: It's a change for other people, including yourself. Oh. It, it seems. Is is the ending? Is that I know the ending, and I know that Nixon resigned, and I know that everything. But I yep. watched this with somebody who didn't. Uh, a, a few a, a, a year or so back, and so the ending, uh, she was like, "Oh, oh, is that it? Oh, right." Because after all, the we forget that in in '76, that final minute, those ten headlines, they've yeah. been reading that for the past uh, six years, five years or so. Yeah. So they know all that information, but in actuality, somebody who doesn't know that history. That ending sort of is a bit like a whirlwind, and you're like, yeah. "Oh wait, no, so he so he resigned." I, I, so, so, so sorry. So what? Uh, so it's not. So that's a change, not for me. Um, and I don't know how you change it because I don't want I, another. I I love minutes. that
2: ending because it's again perfectly finished with the typewriter, like it started. It's that furious, and then you've got refusing to resign, and then you show the progression, and then you, you, that final Nixon resigns. It's it's wonderful. George Ford to become the 38th president of the United States.
0: There's a moment in the phone booth where uh, Dustin Hoffman sounds an awful lot like Dorothy Michaels, his tootsie alter ego. <laughs> and he goes, um, it's a big story, Woodward, it's a big story. And I go, oh, that's Dorothy. Um, the bit where Deep Throat does a Batman and, uh, Rod- and Woodward turns around. It's, it's, it's effective, it's brilliant, it's tense, it's really well-directed, it's really well-acted, but it is a bit funny. Uh, I mean, not funny, but it's a bit... It's the same Batman problem. You can sort of pass it off because it's Batman, but you can't yeah. pass it off when it's just a guy in his 50s and it's just <laughs> disappearing and you can't hear a single word. But I guess
2: he worked in espionage and who knows. Yeah. Um, what's left from Will's notes? Um, I really like the bit when they're all about Magruder um, and then he just lobs a, a cookie at him. I don't want a cookie. Um... <laughs> Anything else? And that's that finishes me off.
0: The typewriters, beautiful. I, I, I don't know how. I just found it so soothing. What a soothing, lovely background. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't fall asleep to it. I fall asleep to the sound of uh, the sea or a podcast. But anyway, um, zoom out. Score drops in. Story starts. Exact thirty-minute mark. Um, mm. It's the first time we hear the score. It's. A wonderful zoom up, and we know what we are dealing with. The amount of times that the White House, the 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 setting of Washington—I mean, it's not yeah. a choice they made. It's the Washington Post, <laughs> yeah. uh, but the fact that it is the Washington Post means that you can have multiple scenes where Redford drives past the White House in his taxi, and uh, it's these little moments where you're there on the footstep, they're literally in the back garden. Of where all this shit is going on mm. this isn't you know it's like that great scene in spotlight where he's looking through the addresses of the pedophiles yeah and he, he realizes that one's been moved right there <laughs> yeah and he does the one He writes it on the fridge if a man asks you don't go near the house yeah mar- marvelous uh, uh i love the little throwaway where they're discussing all the different um stories for the paper to go in that week and they're on about the uh the drought the rain drought in i think it's some asian country and they go laugh laugh gentlemen it's the only story that everybody will read and it's true we're doing all of this work but in actuality most people are just going to read the story about the the prize pig
1: you know the results of the latest gallup poll half the country never even heard of the word watergate nobody gives a shit You guys are probably pretty tired, right? Well, you should be. Go on home, get a nice hot bath, rest up 15 minutes, then get your asses back in gear. We're under a lot of pressure, you know, and you put us there. Nothing's riding on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. But if you guys fuck up again, I'm going to get mad.
0: Good night. Um, The multiple stained shirts of Bernstein, lovely little touches. It's never drawn attention to. There's never a scene where he's pours coffee all over himself. There are multiple, there's a big coffee stay where you can see where the coffee has fallen. And it's that
2: exact detail, flawless. That kind of links back to why I didn't wear that jumper today, because I sat in bed last night and poured my coffee all over myself. Was watching All the President's Men? Yes. <laughs> Very good. Would not recommend. Uh, no, I Coffee, would. not All the President's Men.
0: Yeah, I would recommend All the President's Men, <laughs> Yes, Alternate ending, Cora, there obviously isn't one. Uh, we mm. do have, of course, a few fun facts. One scene involving Robert Redford on the phone is a continuous six-minute single take with the camera tracking in slowly. Uh, Toward the end, Redford calls the phone caller by the wrong name, but as he stays in character, it appears genuine, and the take was used in the final cut, as we discussed. Hal Holbrook was the first and only choice to play the informant Deep Throat. During the casting process, Bob Woodward, while looking at various actors' headshots and resumes, but not revealing Deep Throat's true identity, insisted to uh, director Alan J. Pecula that Holbrook was the best choice to play Deep Throat. Mm. This makes sense because Holbrook bears a very strong resemblance to Mark Felt, so I would have thought if we they were really going for anonymity, well they're not. um, You can't pick a black guy because in the 70s there wasn't a high-ranking black member of the CIA, but somebody who looks just the exact opposite. But maybe then people would have gone, oh nobody looks like that, or "I, I don't know. Uh, Nothing was allowed into the script unless it had been meticulously verified and confirmed by independent sources. Robert Redford was in contact with Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein before their book had been written and encouraged them to write more about how they conducted their investigation and less about the events they were reporting. The original book, of course, All the President's Men, was uh, originally supposed to be just a warscape book. And, you know, William Goldman was struggling with the script for, for a few months and then he realized, No, the film is just the first half of the book. um, Because the second half goes into the resignation and stuff. Screenwriter William Goldman had to tone down the dialogue from editor Harry Rosenfield because in real life, Rosenfield was so hilariously funny that Goldman didn't think that people would believe someone could be so spontaneously witty. Nearly 200 desks, costing $500 each, were purchased from the same firm that sold desks to the Washington Post in 1971. <laughs> uh, Robert Redford's
2: first choice for Carl Bernstein was Al Pacino. Oh, I can see that. Because it's that sort of, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Hmm. Screenwriter William Goldman was called to an impromptu meeting with
0: Redford, Woodward and Carl Bernstein. At the time, Goldman's draft of the screenplay had been accepted and they were waiting to hear from Woodward and Bernstein. At the meeting, they presented Goldman with a new screenplay written by Bernstein and his then-girlfriend, Nora Ephron. Only Mm. once—oh, Sorry, Goldman refused to read the screenplay and walked out of the meeting. Goddamn right. Only one scene from that screenplay was in the final version of the film. Bernstein outsmarting a secretary to get him to see someone. This scene was pure fiction. Woodward was allegedly unhappy with Bernstein's script because it depicted Woodward as a naive, novice reporter who worshipped Bernstein's superior talent. Woodward later called Goldman to apologise, saying, I don't know what the six worst things I've ever done to my in my life are, but letting that happen, letting them write that, is one of them. Goddamn right. Robert Redford met Richard Nixon when he was 13. Redford was presented an award for his athletic prowess by the man who would go on to be the president. Even then, Redford said he found the man to be rather creepy. <laughs> fair enough, fair deals. Tom's big question. Is, no actually I'm gonna save that for when we're done with William Goldman. I was, oh. going, to, I was going to say, is this his best script? because the amount of difficulty to make this film interesting, when it is mainly knocking on doors, looking at different newspaper clippings, I mean, uh, writing notes, and for the screen to be that good, it's exceptional. Is this our favorite news movie? We both like Spotlight, but this has to take it.
2: I'm I'm going to have to think about that because I really do like Spotlight um, because I think that the thing that's me, because I, I do like Michael Keaton that's what's doing it mm. for me uh, but it's definite, this is definitely in, my, in the top three I can I can say that now what's the third? I don't know what the other one is <laughs> I don't know what the third Fletch. is Fletch
0: technically Fletch is a newspaper movie I've... yeah uh, who's the best performance in this film Redford or Dustin we uh, said this earlier. You said Redford. I, th- Redford I think it might yeah. be. I, I don't know. I think it
2: might be Dustin. Who's the better Redford. actor, Robert Redford or Justin Hoffman? Dustin, Hoffman. Justin Hoffman. <laughs> we can agree on that. Yeah. It's great know. in Kung Fu Panda. I. I didn't realize that F Murray uh, F Murray Abraham was in this. That was yeah, a nice he's surprise. The, he's the cop at yeah. the start. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of his first
0: first roles. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful F Murray Abraham. What's your favourite F marie Abraham? I mean, it's Amadeus. Mighty Aphrodite. Mighty Aphrodite is incredible. Don't mock <laughs> Mighty Aphrodite, will? What a wonderful that, uh, Allen
2: movie. Amadeus is great. I one of my favourite films of all time. Um, Grand Budapest is good in that. Ding, 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 ding. He
0: has another uncredited. He has another uncredited role in, like, one of his first-ever films. Oh, let me just get this up. You talk about how great Amadeus is.
2: Amadeus is... I mean, it's just been on National Theatre, hasn't it? Uh, did yes. you watch it? Uh,
0: I'd yes. already seen that version.
2: Of course, you, of course you have. Um, no, uh, written by Peter Schaffer, mm. um, who... Is he the brother or is he the one? Is this the, the famous...? He's the, he's the brother. Yes. Wait. The um, brother of who? Brother of
0: Sleuth. Anthony Schaffer wrote Sleuth and yes. The Wicker Man. And Peter, Peter Schaffer uh, wrote was Equus. Equus, this,
2: sorry, yeah. not this, Amadeus. Um, yeah. yeah. I thought Amadeus at National was excellent. Um, yeah. It was one of the few times where I enjoyed having the band on stage part of the action, because it works. Well. I I hate it in Sweeney. I hated that. Yeah, poor Patty. Poor Patty playing her tuba.
0: Yeah, because it's a big it's a big score. Yeah, it's not a small score, Sweeney. It's not really. Um, what was I going to? I didn't like the I didn't like Amadeus. It was too annoying. I know the character is supposed to be annoying, but it was too yeah. annoying. Took it far too far. Tom Hulse is just Perfect, oh, he's just he's annoying wonderful, enough, isn't he? And he's just, but also, y- you can watch him for three, three hours, or the director's cut three, three hours 20, or whatever it is. You can watch him, <laughs> whereas that guy was almost insufferable.
2: Um, but I thought Salieri was incredible. Oh, incredible. yes, Inful. ex, and he uh, he was great as Iago as well. Mm. Andy was great in the uh, as Wilfred in playing sandwiches. The Talking
0: Heads uh, new monologue. Uh, it's great stuff. Lucian uh Massamati. Excellent stuff. Will our second Goldman going into William Goldman month uh, Fortnite? I do believe that next episode is your favourite. It sure uh, is yeah. misery. Uh, it's one of my favourite. I'm very excited. Yes. and I think we've scheduled. I've scheduled it rather. Um, I've not spaced it out, really, because I do believe that you've seen the first three Goldmans
2: and you haven't seen Magic, Princess Bride or Marathon Man. This would be true. Uh, And I'm very disappointed that I haven't seen The Princess Bride because Mm. it's right up my alley and I should have seen it. I just never have. And Marathon Man is Laurence Olivier and Dustin Hoffman and Roy Scheider, a political thriller, and Magic is Anthony Hopkins. (laughs) Yes. I I think you're going to love all... Three of those movies. I'll, I'll go into more depth in the magic episode, but I, I as a child, owned Mary, uh, Mary, many puppets, marionette puppets. Mm. I had a kit. I went to Barter Books in Newcastle, and it was make your own strange, like, really creepy paper mechanical doll. And it was like this, this proper ventriloquist dummy I made. And it's still on top of my wardrobe today. Not this one. Uh, but it's uh, my, my other wardrobe. Well, <laughs> you'll have to. Yes, well, yes. Uh, well, one story that. for a, another time. Another time. But but for now, yes. have you got any final thoughts on all the presidents, Men? Fantastic, educational, mm. uh, and so a, a nice bit of acting to go along with it as well. Yeah, and this is one I would recommend getting. The, I mean, I'd
0: recommend everybody get DVDs. <laughs> Blu rays and DVDs, great. But uh, get, a, get a nice blue, get the, the HMV Blu rays, good, the premium collection HMV, because uh, that has lots of information uh, to fill you in if you are, uh, if you don't nice. understand the history around the, uh, the film. And maybe, mm, I don't know whether to, whether to recommend doing the history before. Because knowing the history removes some of the mystery, but also you might just get completely lost. I don't know. Uh, either way is fine, it's an excellent film. If you know nothing, you'll enjoy the film. If you know everything, as I do, you'll enjoy the film every, when you watch it every year. <laughs> so uh, William Goldman, uh, five. Uh, sorry, uh, four more exceptional films to talk about. Very, very exciting stuff. So. I've been Thomas Cruthers. I've been Will Laggitter. Uh, we'll see you next time.